Blog Talk Radio. I'm just like, sharpshooter, like constantly. I don't even know why, but it's just, it's catchy, and it's, it's just it's a solid jingle. You know, I give it a, I give it an A plus for uh, effort put into that jingle. Again, go on and visit sharpshooterfunding.com, all your funding needs. We are here on another Monday, and I haven't had a chance to watch Monday Night Raw because I'm doing both the Yankees versus the Rays and Monday Night Football, so I have. A lot on my plate here tonight, um, as well as uh, the dedication to still be able to jump on and do this show with you guys. So, um, big show today, as far as I know, in terms of, of uh, guest employed and stuff to talk about and things. I know Icon has an announcement to make as well. Uh, but Icon, who do we got coming on the program this evening? Well, before I, uh, before I mention uh, who we got coming on tonight, I do want to uh, give a shout-out uh, to uh, one of our new advertisers coming up, uh, Heart Legacy okay. Wrestling, uh, out of Calgary, Alberta, Canada, owned by Heart Stacey Legacy Wrestling. Angel. Okay. Yeah, owned by Stacy Angel, Julie Hart, and uh, Teddy Hart Smith, and uh, they are going to be on the show with us on December. Do they know 11th. the things you've said about uh, about Canada? No, we're not going <laughs> we're not going to go there right now because. Uh, Okay. Uh, they are an advertiser, and they are listening right now. And these are <laughs> and, and these are important people, guys. These are very important people. Oh, they are you know, important we, people. We, need, yeah, that's we sure. need to be respectful to these people because you know they're and huge. It's okay because because I, I kind of doesn't like I kind of doesn't like Winnipeg, but but where they're from in Canada is fine, so it's cool. Yeah, but Calgary, Alberta, anyway. Canada is just fine in my book. So, yeah, Calgary's uh, cool. The, the Flames, go, go Flames. Yeah, hockey team. Right. So, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so they're going to be joining us. Teddy Hartsmith, who, of course, his dad is uh, yep. 
was Davy Boy Smith, and uh, okay. we had Matt Hart, which is uh, Stacey Angel's son, and uh, as you know, Julie Hart, she, she's been on with us, uh, sure. Brett the Hitman Hart's ex-wife, but we are not going to talk about Brett at all, uh, at all. Yeah, and, uh, that's fine. Yeah, so, yeah, and uh, we have uh, another individual calling in today that uh, wanted to be part of the show and uh, ask some questions sure. to our guests. Uh uh, and uh, you guys know him. Uh, his name uh, is uh, Jordan Garber. Uh, I was uh, I do part know of his Jordan, podcast. Yes. I was part of his podcast last night. He uh, called me and asked if I would uh, be a co-host. And uh, through that, Jordan show, is uh, Jordan. Jordan, did did you ask him how his tailbone feels? Yeah. Yeah, yeah he hurt his tailbone. Fun. Yeah, 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 he broke it. Not pretty, apparently. And, uh, you yeah. know, uh, when I was on the show last night, uh, a guy called in and asked me a question, and he gave me the uh, the courtesy toilet flush. So I was honored for that. Oh, oh well, you there know, you know so, Icon, you know, Icon, I got the courtesy toilet flush the first time when we were on his show. Remember, they had he had a question from came on and said, I have a question for Granny Holkster, and all of a sudden you heard that courtesy toilet flush, you know. So, right. I so am I the, the only one who hasn't gotten the flush? You're the only one who has not got a toilet oh, flush man. yet, Big Swing. You could be you heartbroken. You know what, though? I don't know, I, I don't know if that's what – yeah, I don't know if that's a compliment or if that's a, or if that, that's a bad thing. <laughs> well, I, I, well, I, I wouldn't well, – here's, here's the way I, I figured that. Here's the way I figured that. If you're going to waste your t- – take time out of your precious schedule – to call into a wrestling show and flush the toilet because you live in your mom's basement, you have pimples over your face, and you're going to die a virgin, more power to you. So that's my <laughs> thought on it. Now, okay, this guys. This individual, here's what I did, because I know uh, he was listening when I said this, and he's probably listening right now. I told him. Oh, I can guarantee you he is. Yeah, if you got the gut to call in to my show, Granny Holster and Big Swing, if you got the gut, why don't you call in and flush the toilet on my show and see what happens to your ass? Because well, Icon, I, we have um, we have a Canadian phone number on right now, actually, with us. So I'm wondering if it's if, if it's Mr. Garber. I'm hoping that's I'm hoping that's no, Jordan. That's George. That's George. You know who I'm hoping? Honestly, I'm hoping it's the toilet guy. That's just me. Indeed. Oh, you Indeed. Call it. Who is it? It is Jordan Garber. Hi, Jordan. Jordan. Who is it? You guys hear me? Yes. Yeah, yes, we got yes. you, Jordan. Uh, so I was probably right. too illiterate. I'm on my last break of the evening, but uh, you know I wanted to kind of address this whole situation. The icon basically hit right on the head. Um, you know, we have, us as wrestling podcasters, you know, there's some people jealous of us and stuff like that. And there's no other explanation for it. Who calls in it every week and does something like that? It's, it's their own life that they have to evaluate and figure out. You know, it's a problem. And Jordan, it's, are, you, look, are you a conspiracy yeah. theorist at all? Not really, no. I don't no? believe in conspiracy. Um, well, you see... You didn't hear what the big conspiracy theorist is, uh, what the big conspiracy theory behind this entire thing no. is? big conspiracy behind this whole thing is that you, Jordan, are, you know, because a podcast, a podcast can be done from anywhere, uh, on a phone, on a handheld mic, on a portable headset. The conspiracy is that you are flushing the toilet and that you are both 
a doppelganger for yourself and the toilet flush guy. Hey, KK, can Absolutely we put that conspiracy not. to rest? Or? No? We okay. can put that conspiracy oh. to rest. Okay. Brian, did you guys deal with some books okay. earlier? No, 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 no. We you just guys... brought it up because Icon was, Icon was mentioning he was a, a guest on your show, I believe it was last night, and uh, he said he got the courtesy toilet flush uh, for the first time. I know Granny got it last time we were on, so I, we were discussing how I was the only one of the three of us who haven't gotten it yet. Um, and then that's how that came up, and then uh, and then you called. So no, and um, that's well, why. hey guys, hey guys, before we get to too far off topic, I want to uh, introduce our uh, our guest, uh, talk about our guest because uh, our first guest is going to be calling in in about eight minutes. So tonight, eight minutes okay. on the show, we have uh, Zach Tenfrays, the greatest shortstop in Northern League Red Hawks independent baseball history, is going to be joining history, us. History, indeed. That's huge. We have, yes, we have Doug Masters on with us. Uh, he's a wrestling legend. And we also have the legend Bobby Fulton of the AWA back in the day. So we have a full show tonight. And uh, But I'll tell you what, though. It's a toilet flush guy. Uh, has the guts to call in. And uh, if he wants to call in, that's fine. But I'm going to let him know right now, if he's listening, you call in. It's your ass, and if I ever find you, I'm going to do to you like I would do to Kevin Owens. Period. Oh, boy. Um, Jordan, oh how's your ass feel? Look out. Yeah, how, how are you feeling, Jordan? What's that? How are said, you how's your feeling? ass feel? My ass is actually feeling a lot better today. It's a bit of a recovery, so, you know, I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's a day at a time, a day at a time on the end. Yeah, we know we know about your tailbone injury. So, uh, is it is healing? You still icing and heating it, or uh, are you good? I'm icing and heating it. Uh, when I'm at work too, I usually just put a cushion over myself, and uh, everything seems fine. It just gets better by the day, so it gets better and better. I just wanted to call in too before I ended my break to I wish you guys a great show lined up tonight. So everyone tuning in, statement it's going to be a great program. And, uh, yeah, the tailbone injury is getting better, uh, absolutely, for sure. And, good, uh, good. I, we all can agree, Granny and uh, Big Swing, if uh, Jordan ever wants us to uh, be uh, part of his podcast, if our schedule allows, we would uh, gladly join him again, correct, guys? Yeah, Sundays, are, Sundays work for me. Yeah. All right, cool. You guys are more than welcome. All right. Um, so, I, I so like Jordan, you, you popping like out or you staying with us? Because I don't think the first guest is on for a couple more minutes now. I mean, I know Icon said that you uh, you had planned on having a couple of questions or whatever for our guests, but I know that you know you're you're on a break at work, so sometimes that's tough. Um, I, I mean, are you coming back in later? Or, or you... What else? That should be the plan. You guys are doing this till. Whole... 11, so I can definitely, uh, I have to finish break off. Uh, I'm back at work at 9.15, then I'm off at 10. So I'm home around 10.20, so I can definitely call in and, uh, you know, participate more further. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah. If you so what are you saying? You can definitely do that. You're, you're, always, uh, you're always welcome on our show, just like we're always welcome on yours. Uh, Absolutely, you know, I'd be more I, than I, happy to. I, I love I love you guys remember's uh co host uh Siki, you know, uh but I was thinking maybe the next time we're on, you know, you know, you got Jordan, you got Siki, and uh one of us could be Heidi. 
<laughs> you never know, man. You never know. You get it, Heidi and Tiki? Okay, all right, good. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm, I uh, did get that. I, yeah, well, you got it. I'm sorry you have to explain it to everybody else. But anyway, uh, you know, so, there are rumors, too, that Tiki is the cousin of Sweet Tiki. <laughs> Daddy. So Jordan, I don't know if you, I, I don't know if you got a chance to see it, but Icon, uh, Icon got a start to his modeling career over the weekend. Um, I, Icon, who were those, uh, who are those lovely ladies that, uh, that uh, outshined you in the photo? Well, those gals, uh, they uh, last Monday night they were on our show, the Valkyries of the Valley. And, oh, uh, those were the ones from the they, show. Oh, see, I didn't know what they looked yeah. like. Okay, cool, cool. Uh, and uh, the. Uh, the two that were to my uh, on the picture, if you look, uh, the two that I gotta remember how where, how I was standing. Uh, if the the gals that were on my left were the two gals that were on the show with us. Oh wow! Oh, oh, I do okay. gotta bounce though, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna call back in around 10:20. Is that a That's that works, man? Perfect, perfect guys. Uh, Have a great and, show. We'll uh, talk to you all later. Thanks. All right, sounds good. And. Uh, yeah, so uh, they actually, you know, they were promoting their uh, NDAWF uh, Federation, uh, North Dakota Department Wrestling Federation. They were actually doing it uh, in a uh, in a bar setting, and okay. uh, they uh, they were gracious enough to give uh, me and uh, my fiance a pass uh, to see the show. No, Icon. Uh, uh, are you? Are you? Well, are they close? I mean, I know North Dakota is a big state. Um, did you have to travel far? Did they come to you? Are they from Fargo? I mean, uh, just uh, for anybody uh, who missed the interview, well, uh, tell us a little bit about them. Well, they are. Uh, they are here in Fargo, and uh, okay. we would like to let people know if you go on Facebook, type in Valkyries of the Valley, uh, you will uh, get their information, uh, or you can uh, check out some of the other gals. Uh, Holly Hansel. Uh, she uh, she's the gal in the picture with the black pasties. Uh, okay. And uh, we have uh, Kettle Wonder. And uh, now it might sound have, like it might sound like a like kind of a, a silly question here, Icon. Uh, and oh, oh, never mind. Hold on, Jordan. Just that's Jordan's number. I saw a number drop off. I was wondering who that was. It was Jordan's. Okay. Um, oh, I had a, what was it? I had a question for you, um, regarding this, but then I forgot exactly what it was. Damn. Um, all right, I'll remember it and I'll ask you again, but, uh, for these, for these ladies, um, did you, what, what, was it just a photo shoot with them? I mean, did you participate in their event at all? I mean, what, what did you do exactly? Uh, well, I got to uh, sit ringside, and uh, I was uh, waiting for one of them to fall in my lap. Uh, it didn't but, happen, uh, though, I assume. No, uh, and, uh, no. you know, uh, Holly Hansel, Kettle Wonder, uh, and Frisky Business. Kind of funny, Holly uh, Hansel. Uh, That's actually pretty humorous. But, yeah. yeah, and, uh, you know, Frisky Business, she is the heel of the group. She is, uh, she is a Russian, actually, Frisky Business is. And uh, oh. she, uh, yeah, she comes out to the uh, the ring against Holly Hansel with a Russian flag, and uh, oh. she cheated. She cheated to win the title because if you look at the picture, you can see the belt around her waist. Uh, she actually hit Holly Hansel in the back of the head with a chair. 
Wow. And, uh, and you know, there are, uh, there are, uh, there is one thing that I do want to point out. Uh, my fiance did post a picture of uh, me uh, with them, and she had made the joke about look who, my, uh, look who the icon is cheating on me with. It was just a joke, and apparently, people took exception to that that I should not be taking pictures with other women. <laughs> and I want to say, I want to say that right here and now. They were on our show, promote our show. They were. We're going to promote their show. Period. That's 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 kind of funny, actually. You see, Icon. Some people, you know how social media works. Sometimes people, you know, can't take a joke or they take things seriously when they're not supposed to take <clears> things <throat> seriously. That's just the beauty of social media sometimes. Um, but and our you know, it is. What it is. Oh, hey, I, beautiful. Uh, I, I'll I'll patch them too. Uh, Granny, I was thinking of you the other day. Um, there is a company. Uh, I want a silent auction. Uh, let me let, let me pull it up here. Uh, it's a group called uh, American Classics uh, Auction. Okay, well, there's a group here, and it's it's called okay, it's called All American Classics. Okay, All American Classics. Uh, I, Granny, I don't know if you've heard of them, but I basically I won a silent auction for a autographed. Uh, autographed Derek Jeter photo for the Yankees, and it had like autographed playoff tickets and things, and it was this big thing, and it was for a charity event. Uh, actually, weirdly enough, I won in the Buffalo Wild Wings, but it was this, you know, sign thing, and they called me and said, "Hey, you know, you won the event, yada yada," um, and it's going to be made out, you know, it's going to be coming to you from All American Classics, and it was in Hot Springs, Arkansas, village of Hot Springs. Oh wow! Uh, and I was thinking, and I was thinking. Of of that, I was like, huh. I wonder if Hot Springs is close to where Granny's at, but I don't know if it is or isn't. It's about three and a half hours because I used to go to Hot Springs. Yeah, we used to have our state conventions for Moose Lodge in Hot Springs, and I've been to a couple wrestling shows down there. So, yeah, it's about three and a half hours for me. Was it the southern part of the state or middle or? No, yeah, actually southern, probably more southern than anything. I mean, it's like I'm like three hours from Little Rock. See, I'm in like what they call northwest Arkansas. Our guest is coming on. Through yet, Icon. They're not patched through yet. Um, I mean, mean, I'll I'll punch them through as soon as they're on. Um, But I just, yeah, I saw that and I was like, huh. Hot Springs, like that's interesting, you know. Because I'm, uh, I'm like now, three hours. I'm three hours from almost three hours from Little Rock, and about three and a half from Hot Springs. Now, is Hot Springs, um, is Hot Springs? Why is it called that? Are there like geysers and stuff in the town, or what? Like, why is, well, it, why is it called there, Hot Springs? It, it's not. Well, it, it's a tourist attraction. I mean, that's where they have the Oakland Racing Track. You know, the big horse racing track. Okay. You know. And um, yep. they're known for their they're known for their springs, you know, like their bathhouses and you know things like that. And they uh-huh. have the old Victorian style, you know. Wow. It's a tourist attraction. I, I'd you know, like I'd like to I, I I mean I'd like to see it. I I've heard of Little Rock, uh, obviously, but that's that's you know the main big city that's that's in Arkansas. But I mean hey, I've heard guys, of that. I, but, got, um, I need to uh, I need to call our guest. So hold on a second, all right? Oh, oh, you're okay. gonna call through on them, okay? So yeah, I, I've, yeah, I've heard hot, of it. Hot Springs, but, uh, hot, hot Springs, Hot Springs is pretty. I mean, Hot Springs is nice. Yeah, so, yeah. 
it's it's a pretty place um, to go. I, I think I think I may have asked you this before, but I I just I love geography and I love knowing you know where where stuff is. And um, there was a game on TV on one of those those deep channels like you know ESPN Extra Extra whatever the hell it was the other day. It was one of those like special channels that only us sports okay, people guys? can get. And uh, and it was Pine um, Bluff. But 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 we'll get into that in a minute, Arkansas Pine Bluff. But we'll, we'll get into where that is in a minute. Icon, if you got the guest on with us, I'm going to step aside, put the other station on the Yankee post game. Uh, they won 4-1, okay. to one, by the way. Go Yankees. And uh, I will let you do your thing. I'll be listening in, and I'll step in a little later on. But Icon, go ahead, do your thing. Granny Holster and the Icon. Well, ladies and gentlemen, stepping green room and walking down that aisle. He is the greatest shortstop in Northern League Red Hawks independent baseball history. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you number six, the Fanny Pack man himself. He is Zach Tenfrey. Hey, man, how are you? <laughs> what a great introduction, man. That was, that was beautiful. Well, you know, uh, our our uh, producer was supposed to be playing your "Come to Bat" song, but hopefully he'll play that as you exit. But so, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, actually. As I as I was on hold right there, I heard you guys mentioning Arkansas Pine Bluff, and I, I was curious as to what what was going on there because I played Mississippi Valley State, and we, that was one of our opponents was Arkansas Pine Bluff. Well, uh, oh no, I, I mentioned it. I mentioned it because uh, through through the ESPN, which is the station that we're we're simulcast through. I was telling you, uh, Granny Granny Hoekster, one of our uh, hostess, um, is here on the show. She's from, uh, I believe it's called Jonesboro, up where the University of Arkansas no, is. No, I, uh, I, li- I live, I live in Fayetteville. Springdale, Arkansas. I live Springdale, in Springdale, okay, Arkansas. But that's up that way, right? That's close to Fayetteville. You have Fayetteville, Springdale, okay. Bell Rogers, you know, Bella Vista. Okay. Yeah, I'm in the northwest well, she part lives of up that way. I mentioned I mentioned something Got about uh, Hot Springs. I mentioned something about Hot Springs, which is where <laughs> I won an event thing from. And then I mentioned Pine Bluff because I, I saw one of their games on television uh, this week uh, through our ESPN network here. They were playing somebody I don't remember, and I was going to ask her how close – uh, Pine Bluff was to where she well, lived, but then about we got into four, that, it's about you came on. So. Four hours. It's about four hours or so, four, four and a half hours, because I'm about three hours from Little Rock, where I live. Well, so was it the other side of the state? From, you guys, okay. let's not yeah. take away from our guest time, okay? No. No, sure. I, I mean, he asked. I was just telling him why we mentioned it. Okay. <laughs> but, yeah. No, that's okay. cool, though. That's cool. All right. Uh, yeah. First off, Zach, I want to congratulate you. He he became a dad this last week. Congratulations. Yep. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, now, uh, as everybody, well, as people don't know, we're going to explain this. Uh, how long did you play for the uh, FM Red Hawks? Eight seasons. Eight seasons. And you started in what year? 2008 would have been my first year, and then uh, I actually only played for about 65 games, and I got picked up by the Red Sox, and then I came back in 2009, never left never left until 2015. And, uh, you know, uh, people that don't know, uh, Zach and I, uh, over those eight years, we became the uh, best of friends, and uh, he, you know, he promised me, that he would come back and play one more year if I uh, if I got my uh, health under control and my weight under control, 
And, uh, Zach, I, I know it's uh, two years – no, actually four years too late, but I'm proud to let you know I'm down to 195 pounds. That's amazing, Scotty, man. I'm so I'm, – I'm actually – it makes me so happy to hear that because I watched you, you know, battle for years, and it was really cool to see that that you went ahead and, and, and did that and committed to yourself. I mean, you say you committed to me because you wanted me to come back, but really – you just committed to yourself, and that's a beautiful thing. It's so it's so cool to hear that and watch you go through that transformation was was really cool. So, uh, what uh, what are you doing uh, now these uh, now these days between being a uh, besides being a newlywed and new uh, new daddy? <laughs> a new daddy. Well, new daddy time is really cool. I love it. First of all, and I am now a mindset mentor. Um, if you never heard of that, you've heard of maybe a mental performance coach, life coach, or whatever it is you want to call it. I call myself a mindset mentor or a results coach. And I try to just help people into having, helping their, helping their mind work for them instead of against them. You know, we have a lot of fears and we have a lot of anxieties and I just help people kind of show up, show up at their best every day, every second, every minute so that they can be their best selves throughout the whole day, not just for business, but for life and relationships and fatherhood and brotherhood and sisterhood, everything, just showing up at their best self all the time and just helping the world become a better place. So that's, that's what I do now. So now uh, do you, do you have an office? Uh, do people come to you? Uh, uh, do you have a private practice? Uh, how does that work? I'm just building it right now. So right now I actually, I either meet people somewhere or I, I go to their house. Right now I'm working with a lot of kids and parents through baseball because, you know, I played 10 years professionally. So I'm working with some baseball teams. I've actually worked with Lululemon on their vision and goals. So local store I've been working with, Lululemon, and uh, some baseball, some local high school baseball teams. And then also some individual kids, some some high school kids that are – dealing with a lot. There's a lot of stuff going on nowadays between too much information and too much pressure and all sorts of stuff. So I actually not only help the kids with their life and their, you know, athletic career, but I also help the parents kind of deal with what they're going through as well and and how they approach their kid and how they try to talk to their kid. And it's not really necessarily always what you say to your kid or what you say to your spouse. It's more how you say it. So that's a, that's a big thing that I help people with now. And so I don't really have an office. I kind of just, I guess you could just call, I'm just the guy that just kind of roams around, which is what I've been doing my whole life. I just roamed around the United States playing baseball. And, and now I'm kind of roaming around the area, helping people with their own lives. Now you, uh, before you uh, joined the Red Hawks in 2008, uh, you were, uh, you were drafted, correct? Yeah, I was drafted by the, Philadelphia Phillies in 2006. Uh, so, uh, and Chris Coase, I do believe, was with the Phillies in 2006. Was he not? Yes, he actually was. I, I met Chris Coase a couple months before I joined the Red Hawks, and it was pretty cool. I, I had no idea. You know, I just knew that he was a big leaguer that was um, getting some extra at-bats, and I was playing with the AA, AAA team at the time. And actually, funny story about Chris Coase is he actually mixed my bat up with his bat, and he went to he went to go hit, and he actually broke his bat. And when he came back, he said, hey, whose bat was this? I broke it. And I said, that was mine. He's like, all right, here you go. Let me give you another bat. So he gave me a bat. And so that was the first time I met Chris Coase is when he broke my bat because he mistakenly 
use it as, as uh, his bat. See, what he was going to do is he was going to hit home runs in batting practice and then uh, take credit for it for selecting your bat is what he was going to do, but that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, exactly. Chris Coson's a great guy. When I met him, man, it's nothing, nothing but just, you know, very kind and really uh, just super down to earth, really nice. You know, he was in the big leagues and he just didn't, he didn't act like he was in the big leagues. He just acted like another player and really good guy. He gave me a bat because he broke mine. And, and, you know, our relationship continued when I was with the Red Hawks. He would come out from time to time. And, and he remembered that moment. And he's just a really good guy, man. I have nothing but nothing but good things to say about Chris Coase. I really enjoyed getting to know him over the years. And uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but he is now on the Red Hawks coaching staff now. He is. That's amazing. I, th- I think that's great. a great little job for him. And I know he's I know he's doing great over there, and the, the I know the players just now until whenever he's done coaching, they're just gonna relate to him so much because a lot of what happens in baseball is a lot of a lot of us do do things our own way, and we all seen Chris Coast play, and he's he's unorthodox. He he does kind of weird. He's got a weird weird uh you know batting stance, weird swing, and he's not you know he doesn't always look the best, but you know he gets it done, and he's a winner and I think that a lot of guys that play, especially in Fargo, can really relate to that kind of thing. They come from the minor leagues and they get released. And even for myself, you know, I didn't really do things the way that the coaches in the minor leagues kind of wanted me to do things. And it fit well in Fargo. And I think, uh, I think Kosti will definitely relate to a lot of guys that way from now on. I mean, I hope he, I hope he coaches, you know, 30 years in Fargo, which he might because he's from there and, I don't know if he's still coaching at Concordia as well, which I think is great. Yeah. He just kind of just – so he just basically yeah. took – he's basically just a new Buck. He's Bucky Burgout Jr. now at this point, I guess. Right, yeah. And the thing is, uh, <laughs> unfortunately, you know, because uh, you played with them uh, your entire career with the Red Hawks, you know, they, uh, they did give uh, our friend Doug Semenek his exit uh, last season. So he's – Yeah. With us. Uh, yeah, but definitely disappointing. Uh, before Doug left, uh, he did keep his promise to me that uh, he gave me the last jersey he ever wore as a Red Hawk. Uh, as he was leaving the stadium, he gave it to me. That's awesome. That's that's and, a prized possession right there. Yeah, and that you know that that hits me to this day, and it still does. Just like, uh, and I, you know, I don't want I don't want to take away from your time, but I just got to tell the story real quick. Uh, Zach. Uh, uh, his last season, uh, I had asked for one of his his baseball bats, and uh, on the last day of the season uh, of your of your career that day, you gave me one of your bats, and uh, if you remember how choked up I got, and I think your words were me, uh, your words your words of advice to me, you're not going to cry, are you? And I said, well, I think I am, you know. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, uh, it's emotional. Yes, and I'll tell you what that uh, that bat is currently sitting in my uh, father in my man cave at uh, at their place with a with your with your card under it, and uh, there's a light a red light that blinks on and off underneath it. <laughs> what is it waiting for my return? Yes, it is. It's kind of like uh, you know. That cartoon, My Hero, you know, when they had the Babe Ruth bat, that's basically what it is. Uh, yeah. Because I know eventually uh, when uh, we will see you uh, returning eventually, 
uh, when they retire your number, you will you would come back to that, right? Yeah, if they retire my number for sure. I know I had a good time coming back for Jersey night the following year after I retired. I had a great time. I love coming back to Fargo. I, I mean, even if I don't get my jersey retired, I know I'll make my way back to Fargo one of these days. And, you know, you always have a place to stay in my place, you know? I appreciate that. Thank you for opening your house to me. Yeah, because you've been here before, and you know what a party it is. But, anyway, that's uh, that's a whole other subject. We're going to talk about that. So, back to uh, what uh, you're doing as, uh, as, as a life coach. Now, uh, can people uh, do, like, high schools and elementary schools and junior high schools? Do they – do they call you up and say, "I have, uh, I have an individual that could use a little, uh, use a little chat, a little help of hand," or uh, do you just like uh, put yourself out there? I reach out more right now. I'm, you know, I'm still building, so I don't have the reputation to where, you know, if somebody has an issue, they just give me a call. So right now I'm building, and I'm just putting myself out there. Right now I, I've actually done some virtual talks where. I've uh, talked to actually a group of people in Fargo, so that was pretty cool. And then I just kind of I reach out to the to the local businesses and, and high schools and teams, and you know, travel baseball is a big thing. So I've reached out to a few of those teams, and I just I just you know want to get in touch with the kids and give them a talk and help them with their mindset, and that's just what it's about right now. Kind of giving my my free time up to to these these teams and individuals and. You know, I think a big thing right now is just really dealing with so much going on nowadays and in our culture, and especially parents. You know, there's a there's a disconnect right now between parents and kids, and I mean, we could acquire through a bunch of different things, but you know, that's a big that's a big thing now is our relationships with ourselves and with our with everybody around us. So I reach out and I say, hey, I just want to talk to the kids. I want to, you know, that's what I do, and. I want to just connect with some with some kids and help them out with their mindset and help them with their life and their career and and then you know some people say hey let you know come in and have a talk and that's how it goes so right now I'm just building it not quite on the level where people just reach out and say hey man we need you not yet you know and uh, I'm getting there though. Well, if uh, someone that if uh, uh, any of our fans that are listening now. Uh, you know, because, you know, we're heard in New York and we're heard in Arkansas, we're heard in Fargo, and we're heard all over the, you know, all over, you know, the globe, basically. But if someone wanted to call Zach Penfrey and get get some advice, get some help, what would they, how, how would they find you? What would they do to find you? There's a few ways to find me I, I don't really give out my number right away but i do i'm on social media i'm on twitter i'm on uh instagram facebook i i really connect well on instagram and facebook and then also email so my email is zach penpraise 33 at gmail that's z-a-c-h last name penpraise p-e-n-p-r-a-s-e the number 33 at gmail.com and if that's if that if you can't spell that out just go look for me on facebook i believe i'm the only zach penpraise on there and uh, just connect with me through there. I, I have no problem connecting anywhere on the internet. And if we find it's a match, then we can go ahead and exchange numbers and start talking over the phone. But that's that's the first step in in the process of getting a hold of Mr. ZP Zach Pemperes number six, as the icon says. Now, uh, and I do believe in Facebook, you're under Zachary, correct? I did change my name there for a second to Zachary. Yes, so I. I went through this thing where I wanted to go by my birth name, and, and I am I am Zachary, 
But when I do introduce myself in person, I do introduce myself as Zach. So if you are going to go on Facebook and connect, please please look for Zachary. Yes, you're right about that. All right. And, it's, uh, and for people that don't know, it's Z-A-C-H, not Z-A-C-K, as I have yep. misspelled your name a few times, cards I've made for you. Yep, exactly. Yeah, you know you know what you did, but and then on Instagram I'm just Tempray Six, so that's that's pretty easy. That's my number and my last name and and I believe on it Twitter I'm Tempray thirty three. So pretty easy to contact me and get a hold of me if you if you would like to chat. And I look forward to it as well. I love helping people. It's it's really right. uh deep down in my heart, so Well we have well we have about ten minutes here with you. One thing we're gonna do here real quick. I had uh, sent you a script. Uh, so we can uh, have you do a little promo for us. Do you still have that, or do you need to text it to you again? No, I, th- I believe I have it right here. Okay, so what I'll just, do is I'll count, just pull it up. From, I'll, I'll count down from five, and if we have to five. do a couple of takes, we'll do that. We'll do that. And uh, we'll uh, we'll uh, see how it goes. But uh, generally, uh, since I started sending the script instead of reading it right on the air, uh, people have been able to get it in one take, which uh, I guess I should have been doing from the beginning. I think I can get it, man. All right, ready? Let's give it a shot. Here we go. Ready? Five. Hey, this is Zach Pemprays. You're listening to Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Holster. Awesome. And the thing is, because you said their name, very good. Them out later. I can edit them out later. Now, uh, I know that Granny Holster. Uh, you know, she's a big uh, Kansas City Chiefs and Kansas City Royals fan. I know that she has a, a couple questions for you, so go ahead, Granny. we got a few minutes, so go ahead. Well, um, I, you know, unfortunately, you know, I mean, I, I do love my Chiefs and I love my Royals, and I and we have uh, the Northwest oh. Arkansas Naturals baseball team here in Springdale, which are the AA affiliated to the Kansas City Royals. So, you know, I'm um, – what has been your most memorable, I guess, game that you've been a part of over the years that you were a part of? Oh, man. Uh, you probably have a lot, I'm sure. <laughs> Tell us about when you yeah, got kicked out when you flipped your bat. Tell us about that. You know what? That, that's a good moment. I mean, getting kicked out is, is you know, it, it can be memorable. But when I get kicked out, I kind of, I kind of lose, lose my cool, and I don't really remember too much. But I would say, you know, I want to give a couple moments. There was one moment in Laredo when actually it was like the second, first or second game of the season, and they actually walked the guy in front of me in the bottom or the top of the eighth inning second to load the bases. The yeah, yep. they walked Sawyer Carroll in, in, um, to load the bases to get to me, and first pitch I had a grand slam to put us ahead by two runs. So that was one of my most memorable moments. I would say my most memorable game was one I didn't even play in because I was hurt, but it was when it was Jake Labor's last game that he pitched. And it was, you know, you know, rest in peace, Jake, buddy. But it was so memorable. I watched from the dugout and to, to see his family in the stands and to see that guy grind his whole career. And that day was so special. And when he walked off the mound, I got more emotional than he did because I just remember as a kid for myself, one of my reasons for trying to make it to, to the big leagues and to play in Dodger stadium was to play in front of my family and my friends. And he had that moment that was so special. 
to break the record and, and to just, you know, go out there and, and put his full heart into that game. And he had so much run support. He, you know, there was no pressure on him at all. All he did was just be Jake labor. And the, when he was walking off, I still remember that like it was yesterday, just how the crowd reacted to him and how much love was in the air at that moment. So many family and friends that he was able to, to show off to and, I didn't even play the game, but it was that was one of my most memorable games I've ever been a part of. And that and, happened to be on uh, Labor Day. It was on Labor Day, man. Yep. So that was that was a really special day. The first time was a special moment for me, and probably most memorable. But that was the the, the full day of Labor Day, man. That was just an unbelievable feeling and a moment to be a part of. And uh, awesome. Big Swing, I hope uh, I hope you're listening because uh, when uh, we got about five minutes left with him, uh, as we uh, close uh, close out the interview with him, that one song I had you uh, uh, get re- uh, get ready for was Hall and Oates. So we'll have you play that as uh, uh, Zach uh, ends his interview with us. But yeah, you know the the thing about Jake, uh, number nineteen, uh, his number is definitely deserved to be retired here in Red Hawksville, and I hope it is. A quick little story about Jake. Uh, when I was uh, recovering from my surgery after I had my laps, uh, I was uh, I was completely out of it, and I was catching up on my text messages. And the first text message I had got was that Jake had passed away, and I get emotional to this day thinking about that. But oh, sorry. Uh, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to turn this into a, a tear fest, but uh, I, uh, <laughs> Jake was a special guy, man. Yeah, we we love we love Jake, and you know, uh, and you know if uh, you know, you know, I'll I'll keep you know I always stay in touch with you. Uh, you know, maybe we can get you back if they decide to retire his number. You know, that'd be cool. So, uh, I mean, well, I'll tell you what, we got a, we got a, we got a few minutes here, then we'll wrap it up. But, uh, uh, one last time, if, uh, our fans wanted to, uh, keep track of you, uh, and listen to, uh, you got a podcast. Tell us about that. Yeah, I do have a podcast. Unfortunately, you know, it was with Joe Dunnigan, who, if, if you're a Red Hawks fan, you remember him from the 2015 season. And we started a podcast called life on Pandora, just talking about kind of all things and, and getting into mindsets and, positivity and talking about everyday life and everyday experiences and challenges in the world. And so it's called life in Pandora. Unfortunately, I decided that I was going to go a different route with, with kind of how I wanted to do the podcast. And it was a, you know, no, no bad feelings either way. It wasn't like anybody did anything wrong. I just decided that I wanted to kind of turn my energy to something else, but we do have, I believe like 12 episodes. And I found that, you know, all those 12 episodes helped people. We got some good responses, and and people really enjoyed kind of when we talked about meditation and breathing and positivity and all sorts of stuff. So we got a good reaction out of the people. So if you want to go listen to it, we only got about 12 episodes it's called Life on Pandora. I'm actually working on my own kind of just individual podcast, so look forward to to that one coming out. And in the meantime, please check out Life on Pandora. And uh, when you're ready to launch that uh, podcast again, uh, we'd like you to come back on with us, and uh, we'll uh, we'll give you all the uh, advertising you need uh, to get it. And uh, I would also like to uh, 
extend uh, my uh, my knowledge uh, to your podcast. Uh, if you ever need uh, if you ever need a little extra comedy relief or uh, just uh, five minutes of uh, someone that uh, thinks he's a superstar, which I am, uh, just give me a call and I'll uh, I'll be part of it for you. Sounds good, Scotty. Thanks for that. Awesome. So uh, now, uh, Big Swing, are you on the air there with us? I don't think he is, Icon. Oh damn! Well, uh, we no, I am. Oh, there you are. The there you are, number. Big Swing. Okay. Yeah, I've been okay, here. I just, have... I've been looking at the next uh, number, huh? Okay. Do you have that song ready? Do I have what? That song from Hall and Oates ready to play as uh, Zach uh, makes his exit. Uh, I texted you uh, about. Um, it's not loading. Oh well, okay. All right. Well, Zach, we had your uh, go to bat song, uh, but uh, something happened. But uh, for people who don't know, it's uh, uh, tell us real quick what it was, and then uh, we'll let you go for the night. Yeah, you've you've said it a few times. It's Hall and Oates. You make my dreams come true, and. I actually wasn't originated for me. It was when I was coaching back in Mississippi Valley State uh, one of the years. We went to uh, TCU, and one of the kids walked up to it. So I stole that from him, and it became a crowd pleaser and one of the crowd favorites. And I love Hall & Oates. I love classic rock. I love all that old-school music. So that's – I didn't want to go with this new-age stuff that's kind of – I can't even understand what they're saying. So I just wanted to make people's dreams come true. And you and you have made mine, buddy. And uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. And uh, we'll have you on again, and I'll stay in contact with you. And uh, uh, we do appreciate uh, everything you do, Zach. Thank you. Thank you very much. I appreciate you guys as well. Thanks, Zach. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, number six coming to bat for the Red Hawks, Zach Penfrey's shortstop. All right. Anyway, I, I can't do it like uh, Scott Miller could, but I, I always try. But that was Zach Penfrey's, and uh, that was awesome. And uh, uh, we appreciate him taking time out of our schedule uh, to be on the show. But uh, our next guest should be rolling in uh, shortly if he's not on already. Hello? Yes. The uh, the other guest is um, 918 area code. Yep, I'm ready. I'll introduce him, and you can put him in. All right, I'll okay. pass it through. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle, he is our second of the night. He is our first legend of the night. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I give you the master of all holds. He is Doug Masters. Hey, Doug, how are you? Hello, fans out there. It's a pretty boy, Doug Masters, by the way. I'm glad to be on your podcast. I'm glad for everything you're doing, and uh, keep on doing what you're doing. All right. I'm sorry. Pretty boy, Doug Masters. Now, uh, what we like to do is after I introduce the guest, we like to have the guest give us a little background about themselves. So uh, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself, and we'll ask you the tough questions that we got. Yes, sir. I was uh, starting the pro wrestling business in 1987. I was trained by Mike George and Tommy Gilbert. Uh, from there, I went to uh, work for uh, the Independence here in Oklahoma, Missouri, and Arkansas. After that, I got my first big break up in uh, Mississippi Northwest. 
for Don Owens and Ronnie Piper. We had a, a great time there. They pushed me real hard. Uh, I was a co-host on the TV show every night. And, uh, and kind of from there, you know, I went to Tennessee and worked for the Jarrett's and Jared all of them, all of them right there. And, I mean, I had a good, uh, up there, I had a good tag team partner named Bart Sawyer uh, that we have the USWA Texas champs with. And, um, you know, from there, went on to Puerto Rico, had a good run with Carlos there down and doing independence. And just going from there, brother. So, now, you said you uh, worked for the Jarrett's. Did you ever get to uh, go to Jerry Jarrett's house at all? Jerry Jarrett, yes, I did. I spent Thanksgiving one year with him over there. Now, is uh, it true I, that uh, yeah. he's got a, he's got a, like a marble floor dancing ballroom? Is that true? Yes, it's true. That is true. And he's got a, I think, go ahead. Go ahead. He's got a pretty big place, I, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, real nice place. I mean, he he drove a lot of money for so many years that uh, Andy Morrow was one of the backers behind there, and uh, he's got a nice spread too. And but yeah, I, when I first went to the USWA, I went there as a single competitor, it's pretty well Doug Masters, and then I, they put me with uh, Jarrett before, so we switched. I had my old partner that I started this great business with, Bart Sawyer. He was in Portland. He come up there, and him joined as a team, and uh, we dropped it. You know, they, they put the straps on us. Eventually, we, we dropped it back and forth. I'm gonna tell you something, guys, and people out there listening to me right now. If you on young greens in a room, I said, want to notice if you ever get a chance to work for somebody that's been in the business for a long time, please do it. It's gonna make you look good. Plus, so Jerry or Jeff. Jeff told me went out in the dressing room in Louisville, Kentucky. He said, Doug, I said, yes, sir. And he said, you know what? I've been really lucky growing up in this business. My daddy always put me with, you know, guys off the road. They come in there, work for them. They've been in the business a long time. And you learn from them. I mean, just, just working with him. And they had Robert Ford. I mean, since he stopped, man, we are great psychology, you know. That's why nowadays, they don't, they don't do psychology. It's going under 10 different high spots in the first two minutes, and then uh, they, don't make, they don't tell a story or anything. But that was in USA. Man, now in Portland, the Pacific Northwest, when I was up there, Roddy, uh, the first one, the first one in that territory was long black hair. And he come back uh, like two weeks later, and he gave me a bottle of bleach and a robe. He said, you know, you're a pretty boy. So that because Buddy Rose wasn't doing it anymore. So uh, they put that gimmick on me, had a limousine, drive me in. And I got lucky because uh, Raven, Scotty the Body at the time, Raven, he was cold to the show, you know, on the mic. But he didn't show up one night. Lynn Denton, good break, good friend of mine, Lynn Denton, he, uh, he said, Dougie, go out there and do that. And I said, oh. I kind of went, well, I'm good. You know, I went out there and it caught on good, brother. We was over for two weeks. For two hours every week, it preempted that started eight and air on eleven o'clock. And I'll tell you what, just doing that right there, plus I get to work. I could I couldn't go anywhere in, in Oregon or Washington. That was the pre war was. So that was a great that was it was great up there. 
So now, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you know, you, you went there with, you know, long black hair and they, they made you go blonde. Now, do you still uh, keep your hair blonde or did you go back to black? I still have blonde. Okay. I'm getting old to it. I'm getting old to turn gray, so I'm probably not as cute blonde. When you, uh, when, when they asked you, you know, I was kind of curious about that, you know, because, you know, they, you know, when you're working for a promoter, you know, you, you know, they're paying your paycheck, so you basically have to do what they want you to do, but did you have any reserves about uh, switching to blonde hair, or were you like, okay, sure, what the heck? Well, you know what? My hair was so dark. First time I had it bleached, it turned uh, orange, you know, until you put the uh, next treatment on it. So we were in town that night, and it was all called, I got to go on that. It was all called a pumpkin head. That was orange at the time. And I come back over there, I said, I had blonde, and, and just ran from there, man. I'm telling you what, pretty boy was over big time, Pacific Northwest. I mean, that is one great territory. I don't know if uh, any boys with this right now, I hope they are, and, and the viewers, if they want to be a pro wrestler, go to Pacific Northwest when I was running big time up there. It's a great training territory. And uh, Don Owens, God rest his soul. Sandy Bar, God rest his soul. I mean, we were doing Portland on Saturday night. First, we, doing, we started in Memphis on Monday night to call Sam. Tuesday, we went to Louisville, Kentucky. Wednesday was Evansville, Indiana. Thursday was Spotsville, Mississippi. And Friday, do TV at 8 o'clock in the morning there in Memphis. Be back to Nashville at night to do the third round. One day off, you know, we were running hard, but you know what? We draw some money. I've had the privilege to be so many guys that's been there. Tom Pritchard, Dr. Tom was there with me. You know, Eric Camry was there. He was booking at the time. Coco will be there. I mean, uh, yeah, a year would come in later on. But I, I went with it, brother. I mean, it was a gimmick, and I got over with it. Well, you know, you mentioned that um you know you're uh you know, you started out with uh Buzz Sawyer. Uh Buzz Sawyer. What is yeah, what is uh what is the what is he uh what is he like personally? Uh is he uh, is he completely opposite than the guy he is in the ring? Or is it oh, yeah. well excuse me. I'm talking about Bart Sawyer, B A T B R B A R T not Buzz Sawyer. Miller Buzz Bart Sawyer. Yeah. He was, um, we still got in the business together. We ended that road together, and we just hooked up and got over there. Eventually, he was babyface. I was heel, and when we went to work for the Jarrett's at USWA, we had the straps on. So we were swapping the straps back and forth from Jarrett and forward, uh, back and forth. And, and you got to get beat to beat 16 time world champion or whatever. You know what I'm saying? And then, and, uh, yeah, exactly. You got to be me, man. Then they brought in the Southern Rockers, Steve Dollar's team there, which was from Portland. Ah, uh, song and dance, brother. And not often you work with them. Song and dance tonight, and both of them's gone, gone right now. God rest his soul. But he's a song and dance. So, and, and so uh, when you said you know you you were a heel and he was he became babyface, but you guys were partners. Now did they did they turn you guys against each other? Oh, yeah, you can look on YouTube right now and see it. I was just looking at it the other day, yeah. Uh, what it was, 
they fixed it where he was always hitting me and doing shit like that uh, on the apron, miscalculations. And then uh, Eric Kibri told me one night, which one are you going to go heel? Uh, I said, I'm on the heel. I was getting kind of giving him some, some heat and stuff because he was always out there. He was a baby face all the way, but he was out there, you know, we was a heel tag team, so he was out there still kind of kiss the babies and hug the women. You know, I know K-Fabe. So when Eric Embry came out one night, we supposed to turn heel. I saw him right here. He's taking baby faces. You know, we was living together up down the road together. And uh, they did a, a good program with us before uh, we got our, you know, six months notice and stuff. We did the, uh, see what it was. was a match between Jeff Jarrett and Robert Ford, and he was uh, always knocking me off the right apron or whatever. And then a spot, and then... Um, I had a pair of brass knuckles in my tights. Knocked him out, got color. We started our angle out that way, so there's one Eddie Marlin couldn't explain it so much better. We was in a Colmont's glove match for one of the angles. We were both on that, that, that pole, I don't know, 20 feet in the air, and it's moving back and forth, back and forth, like we're going to snap. Eddie Martin called up me after the dressing room. He said, man, I can't believe it didn't snap with you guys. It's the first time I've ever seen that. The finish of that match was, I go up to, uh, go up towards the glove. He nuts chops me. I go down, spread eagle there, and he climbs up on my shoulder, and he gets the, the uh, coal miner's glove. And then from there, they switched to different. We had, we had the uh, Indian trap match and a cage match, uh, other than that, but yeah, Bart Sawyer right now, he's in a nurse's home. Bart Sawyer is living at Springfield, Missouri. He had a stroke one night. It was after that run I had done. He had a stroke one night, and he's, I talked to him every day almost. He had a stroke that one night, and uh, so he watched, you know, the business was a lot told in your body, and mentally and physically. Well, you know, I'll tell you what, we uh, wish him, uh, we wish him, uh, you know, uh, the best in getting his health, uh, you know, back yes, together and all that. Yeah, he can still uh, talk, now, man. So we, he can still talk. I want to have him on podcast in a couple of weeks. He can still talk, you know. I mean, uh, you ever want him on there? It just messed up his. It didn't mess up his face or his speech. It messed up the left side of his body. Well, if you so could, yeah, I'll tell you what. If you could get us in contact with him, we'd love to have him on, wouldn't we, guys? Yeah, we would. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, I, I got uh, we got the phone. I'll text you the number and everything. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, um, Doug, our, uh, our, our other co-host, uh, Granny Hoker, she always has a, uh, we got about, <laughs> uh, we got about 15 minutes here left with you. Uh, in a little bit, we'll do that little promo. I sent you that script, but I know that, uh, Granny's got a, a few questions for us. So we'll let, uh, Granny go ahead and well, ask. Well, uh, I, first of all, I want to say how honored I am to get to talk to you, sir, because my real name is Lori Burt, but I go by the name of Granny Holkster because I love wrestling. I'm a huge wrestling fan. But I wanted to kind of mention something to you, and I would like to give you a special invite. Um, I have a right. friend over in Oklahoma that does a wrestling federation called Wrestling for a Cause. Pendant Wrestling Company, we are getting ready to have our seventh year anniversary show at the Claremore Community Center on October 13th. And what they do is they do wrestling shows for kids that have got cancer. Yes, I've heard and of them. I'm four very, miles from Claremore, I, yeah. 
Yeah, I'm very much a part of that organization. I, I help I in shirts and and I I holler at all the bad guys. <laughs> and you well, may know you may you, you you may know you may yeah I holler at all the heels, but you may know Tim Rockwell. He is the founder. I mean, his real name is Tim Johnson, but he goes by Tim Rockwell when he wrestles. And he is the founder of Wrestling for a Cause. And you may know him or may know of him, but. I mean, we would just, I mean, we would love for you to, to, I would love to invite you to our seventh year anniversary show if you could make it. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, yeah, well, you know, I, I'm, I'm 12 miles from Claremore, so that's no problem. I was born and raised in yep. Claremore. I'm uh, in suburbs. No, I've seen their posters uh, all over town. They have a great deal every time they draw. First they draw, went to the expo. Now I believe it around the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we're at the Army, community the center. Community, the community center, center right down the road. over there on Sioux Avenue. Right down the road from the hospital. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, yep. No, I've I called them in the past to see if they need help. You know, I mean, my last time in the ring was like four years ago because I had a, so many knee surgeries, shoulder, neck, and I just got back from doctor yesterday. ER was hurting. I went to the ER and I was hurting. Uh, I got scoliosis down in the middle of my back, so you'll put a plate in my back. Bless or whatever. your heart. Bless your heart. But yeah, I would. Uh, you can message me his name and number, his number and stuff. I'd love to go there and be a part of that. I can do my podcast there. Well, and, them and, and they, they have, they have, they have their own Facebook page, Wrestling for a Cause Facebook page, and um, that I will message you on Facebook, and I will message you that information. But our but it is our seventh year anniversary show. We've got a big show coming up. The organization's uh, been around for going on seven years, and it, it's we have a great time. Uh-huh. I have a great time. I, ha- I have a lot of fun. And, of course, we have this little group of guys we call the villains right now. They're kind of terrorizing WFC. They think they're trying uh-huh. to take over. But, you know, Granny, I, I tell you, Granny puts these guys in her in their place, let me tell you. <laughs> I love, cool, yeah. to I love to holler at all the bad guys. I mean, they holler at me, and I holler right back, you know, so we have a great time. But it, it is a pleasure getting to speak with you, sir, It because, like I said, I've been a wrestling fan for years. I mean, a long time. I, I love to watch wrestling. My husband and my son love to watch wrestling, and we just we love it. So. And that's pretty cool, you know, that's right here where I'm in town right here, you know, where I live at Fort Race. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But I, I heard everything I've heard about wrestling and causes is five stars. Well, thank you. They we like appreciate the that. Those stores and stuff like that. Yep. Uh, yep. Yeah, yep. I have them shoot me on my Facebook is messed up. I have them shoot me on Messenger all that information, if you don't mind. Okay, okay. I can get a hold of Tim, or I can send you the information on how to get a hold of Tim Rockwell. And um, yeah, but yeah, he he That'd he's the cool. president of and the founder, and I and I know he would be. He, I now know he would love to have you if you could make it to the seventh year anniversary show. I know he would love to have you there. I would love to go. Thanks for the invite. What day is it? October the October thirteenth. It's a Saturday. And we do a VIP show. We, we we do we do a VIP show at like um three thirty in the afternoon and then the main show starts at five o'clock. Yeah, if you would just have him send me all that information. Yeah, you know, I, I don't get in the ring unless I manage it right now, but I can go I can get I can, we can go to Tulsa there on channel six on the local news. 
I can go out there and represent wrestling for a cause. Well, I, you know what? I'm, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure Tim Rockwell would absolutely love that. I I will I will get in touch with him and we can get you that information, or I can message it to you. But I mean, um, but yeah, if if you're available, I mean, we would love to have oh, you yeah. there on the 13th of October. I will be there. Uh, yeah, if we can, it's like the morning of the show. I can go to the local TV stations there in Tulsa <clears> and, and let them know it's a couple weeks ahead of time. Like on the first, we let them know it's 13 days ahead, and they'll let me. Uh, oh, they'll shoot promo. You know, I'll put over the rest of her cause, put over its seventh year anniversary, and uh, go from there. I thank you, man. That's awesome, man. I can't believe you know it's so great, close to home, man. That's yep, yep. And because we we've been doing a lot of shows in Claremore, a matter of fact, and then the twenty seventh of October in Claremore over at the VFW there over near the Expo yeah. Center. They're going to yes, be doing ma'am. their Halloween. Sh- they're going to be doing their Halloween show that same month, just a couple weeks after the anniversary show. I tell you what, I, I uh, think I got your number. I believe I do, but yeah, if you can message me everything, I will be happy mm-hmm. to, to go up there. I go over to Tulsa, plug it on the TV because because uh, events WWE was just in town in Tulsa last week, and, and yeah, they, they plug everything. Yeah, they plug everything that morning, so. It's a three-hour show. We can plug that. Give me the card down and like put in the background, you know, the, on the screen. The guys that you working, the ladies you working there, you know, at night. I'll, hey, I'll be, I'll be happy to represent the rest of the calls. Well, we would, we would greatly appreciate it, and I know Tim Rockwell would greatly appreciate appreciate that as well. So, we will uh, get that awesome. information to you, sir. Thank you very much, ma'am. Thank you. That's awesome. Okay, Icon. Oh, that, that I, I, I didn't really have any questions. I just wanted to send him that special invite, you know. So. You know, it's awesome. It's ironic. I just live 12 miles from there. Yeah, That's awesome. Yeah, um, uh, real quick here. Uh, we got about uh, 10 minutes left here with you. Uh, I had uh, text you uh, a script for a little promo we're going to have you cut for us. Uh, if you want to take a look at it real quick, then we'll do that. Then we'll ask you two more questions. Okay, let's check this out. Here's okay. All right, brother. I got it right here. You want to say the whole promo? Yeah, I will go ahead and count. I will go ahead and count down for five seconds. So we'll go ahead and do it. Ready? Five. Yes. Four. Three. Two. One. You're listening. To the Attitude Air Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hawkster. Knows well, you? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Best of us was going to town. We're not live, are you? We're ramping this stuff for first year, right? Right, yeah, right. Yeah, what we do is oh, uh, okay, cool. eventually, uh, uh, eventually what we'll do is, um, we're gonna put all these to, all these promos together, uh, like when we play back the interviews and stuff. It'll do that, and then it'll go right into the interview. That's great, man. You know, and that's awesome you're doing it like that because uh, you're like old school, you know. Right. I, my shows, I, 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 in fact, 
on yeah, XUV well, on network. Gotta, yeah, you got a you got a podcast. Tell us about that. You can uh, do it. We uh, I promise you some uh, advertising. So go ahead. Tell us about your podcast. What you do, when you do it, when it's on, and uh, if you allow callers, uh, tell us about your your show. All right, uh, thank you very much. Uh, my podcast is called Pretty Boy Doug Masters: The Lives, Ups and Downs, The Careers of Being a Professional Wrestler. We talk about everything: the moon, the sun, uh, the ups and downs. I really get a lot of people that call in on that because you know, in, in our business or anything else out there, any other business, they want to see how you failed or whatever. You know, they want, they know how we do it in the ring. They want to see that. I like it. Put it this way. Somebody tell me I can talk to Phil or ask the podcast. Put that way. We don't hide nothing. Everything's straight up. The guys are cool about it. Yeah, I'm on live every Friday night at 7 p.m. Central Time on the Action VR Network. All you have to do is go in there, Google Action VR Network, and it downloads for free. Uh, you're a great time slot. Like I said, every Friday at 7 p.m. Central Time. Um, this Friday, I'm, last week I had uh, <coughs> um, Rip Rogers, and this week I'm going to have Bill Ass from Paris, Arkansas, and uh, Steve Cox, do two Cox from uh, Tulsa. So if y'all are tuning in, it'll be on, they'll post it on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. But uh, anyway, it's a chance. Just download that app, it's free. And I'm on a wrestling podcast on there, so I mean, we love to talk to you. We love to talk towns. I'm saying I'll help promote this show for the 13th of my show Friday, if you don't mind. No, that sure. that would be awesome. That would be awesome. Okay. Matter of fact, if I get one of the boys that's working there, he can call in and we'll really promote it. Okay. Well, um, I'll see if now, uh you might be friends with Tim Rockwell on Facebook. Doug, I'm not I sure, probably, but I, I, probably, I, I think I, yeah, I think I wrote down, yeah, I think I do. Because he, because his profile picture is a picture of him and Paul Puerto Rico for their main match on the 13th for the WFC Heavyweight Championship belt. Okay. Yeah, we didn't talk about Puerto Rico. That's another story, another time, I guess. Uh, it was how much time we got left, brother? Well, we got uh, well, we got about uh, well, about three minutes. Uh, see, here's the thing, though we uh, we do want to have you back on again. Awesome. And uh, you know, uh, we'll definitely um, you know have you on with us again, definitely. Uh, yes, you know, let's we do that. Want to talk about, uh, we definitely want to talk about all that stuff. Uh, you know, uh, what I'll do is I'll be in contact with you, and uh, we'll uh, be on again. And uh, we'll uh, we'll talk more about it. And uh, what I'll do is I'll set it up so that uh, you can be on for a longer time. Yeah, I can, I can ramble. I've got more stories I can tell. I know. I can, the thing about it is, but I'm excited about that wrestling for calls now. Granny, I'm excited about that because uh, I can promote that thing right there in Clamwell because I'm from there and everybody knows me there. I can yeah. really get behind them and help with, help with it and, and work with them on other shows and everything I've always heard. The professional. Well, I'm I'm sure they, Tim would I'm sure Tim would appreciate that. They're really professional and they do what they're gonna say and the work. It ain't an outlaw show. They it's a real deal. You know what I'm saying? They know what they're doing. Yep, so, they sure do. This man, I sure do. Yeah. So great. Thank you for passing the info on to me.
Well, you're very welcome, sir. Yeah, and uh, yeah, you guys can uh, hook that up, and uh, uh, yeah, and then uh, when you guys uh, when you guys are uh, uh, ready to do that, uh, we'll have you back on before the event, and then you guys can uh, talk about that, and uh, we'll uh, we'll promote that, we'll promote it, and everything will be great. Awesome, brother. Um, Friday before then, you know, that's Monday is the first, so it's like two more weeks after 13 days, after two weeks. Yep. And uh, I'll promote it. And Tim Rockwell, you said, yeah, just give me his name. And, Tim uh, Rockwell, his, yep. His number, I think I might have it in my phone. I'll have to look later on. I got 350 numbers in it. I'm sure I got it, maybe. <laughs> uh, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep a good thing for that damn uh, clip in the back of that. Sims card. Uh, well, yeah. And believe me, most of them's a business. Three fifty ain't X Y's. Ain't much X Y's like Ric Flair has. Oh well. Yeah. Well, and I know, but I know that uh, you have the icons number programmed in your phone. It's the first. Uh, it's the first uh, number on your uh, on your uh, on your uh, feed dial. I know that is. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it is that in my podcast. Actually, my podcast first, then yours. Cool. All yeah, right. Man. Well, uh, real quick here before uh, before we uh, let you go here, uh, uh, so our fans can uh, check you out. You have a Facebook, you have a Twitter, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube. What do you got out there? I got a YouTube. It's on. I don't have the show there on YouTube right now, but uh, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. It's called the Pretty Boy Doug Masters, the lives, ups and downs, and careers of being a professional wrestler. Be good. If not, be good at it. And nobody is as good as a pretty boy. There you go. Thanks, Doug. And uh, we appreciate it, and we'll definitely have you on again. We thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much, too. And I'll get that information, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Thanks Doug. Doug. Thank you. All right. And uh, you guys, uh, he's asked me you know, a few times, uh, you know, he's asked me a few times to join his podcast. I don't know what you guys do on Friday nights, but if you uh, – if uh, Friday nights, I'm super again, busy, man. I got a 14-hour day on Fridays, but I can maybe I can maybe pop in briefly, but it won't be any extended time. All right. Well, uh, our next guest should be calling in here shortly, uh, the legend Bobby Fulton. I want to let everybody know uh, who we got uh, coming on next week. Uh, we have another three-guest show. I know how much you guys love three-guest shows, but uh, we have uh, Johnny Mantell. We have World Big Time Wrestling. And, you know, when we have wrestling promotions... Wait, Johnny Mantell, like the football player Johnny Mantell? No, Johnny Mantell. Oh, I was like, Johnny Mantell... I was like, what? No, Where did Johnny Mantell. He's from well, Texas. Yeah, no, I, I know that now, but I'm like, you didn't tell me Mantell was coming on. Like, that's that's huge. Okay, all right. Yeah, but I, it, it, it's big I, either I, way. But I was like, geez. All right, and then we're going to have uh, World Big Time Wrestling, and who knows where that deal will go. Because whenever we have these wrestling promotions on with us, uh, <clears throat> it becomes a big shoot. And for people that are wondering – no, we do not set that up in advance. Things happen. Like, for instance, uh, if you guys remember when we had uh, 
uh, I can't remember the wrestler now, but when his girlfriend called in, uh, Ga- uh, Gabrielle Arce, if you guys remember that, well, Granny Elson, you weren't with us yet, but uh, uh, we were, we were calling, uh, we interviewed him, and then all of a sudden his uh, ex-girlfriend slash manager, ex-manager called in, and she gave him the riot act, which was really cool. You know? Uh, well, Big Spring, you remember that interview, don't you? I do. I remember it well. Hello? Yeah, I Am remember. I, on? I remember it really well. I yeah, I, I okay. said I remember it really well. All right. Yeah, it seems like when it, like I say, we 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 we've, we've, we've had a lot of we it seems to be a trend with us. We have a lot of uh lovers quarrels on our show it seems like. Right. You know, and uh once again real quick while waiting for our guest uh to call in. Uh I want to pitch again our big show coming up December 11th uh, with uh, Stacey Angel, uh, Julie Hart, and uh, Teddy Hart-Smith uh, and uh, Hart's Legacy Wrestling. Uh, and uh, what they are going to uh, become a staple on our show. Uh, you know, they're, uh, they're uh, a big promotion in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and they want to go uh, all over. and. Uh, uh, they want to, uh, you know, we want to help them promote. So uh, when they get, uh, when they become like WCW and take over the WWE, we'll be there smiling with them and we'll be part of it, I hope. So that's basically what we're hoping for. Wow. So anyway. Uh, well, that, was so, ex- that was exciting getting to talk to Doug Masters. I, I really enjoyed that. Yeah, you sounded you know, like you were it, you were in your glory there. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, hey, if you know, if he's willing to help out wrestling for a cause, you know, hey, I'm all for that because, you know, Granny loves helping there as much as I can, you know, because you know, due to my health, yeah. I can't go out and help promote like with the flyers and things like that. So I do my part by bringing shirts and bringing hey, stuff guys. for the raffle and. What I'm going to do is I'm going to try and I'm going to try and get our guests on like I had to do with the first guest. I'll see what happens. Okay, you guys uh, okay. take it for a little bit and then we'll uh, do okay. it. Okay, you, you do your thing. So, uh, so Granny, the uh, main event, um, the main event of Raw tonight, the Shield beat Acting General Manager Baron Corbin and his partner. Oh yeah, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did because you don't like Baron Corbin. No, he's boring, Corbin, to me, you know, and 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 of course, he really you is. Know, like, you, you, Dol- you should have Dolph a sign. Ziggler. You should have a sign that says, yeah, that says boring, boring Corbin. Corbin. But you know, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman, they were trying to tell Dean Ambrose right. that the Shield right, guys, didn't care uh, anything about I, him. Uh, no, since he's pressed for time, uh, we uh, I got him on hold, and we're gonna go. Uh, uh, we're gonna go to him right away. All right. Okay. All right, Icon. I'm I'm finishing Monday Night Football, but I'll let you do your thing. <clears throat> All right, ladies and gentlemen, our third combatant of the night, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He is the legend upon legends in the history of wrestling. I give you probably the greatest wrestler in the history of wrestling, and he is none other. He is the one and only. He is Bobby Fulton. 
Oh, sir. How That's awful you? kind of you. But there's Hi, a Bobby. long list before me. Hey, how are you? I'm wonderful. Thank yep. you. Yep, that's wonderful. Yep, but he said I was the greatest. That's awful nice. The check's in the mail. I always prided myself <laughs> by doing one thing when I got in the ring, was to, be, to, to get in the ring and wrestle with all I had to work hard. And that's what I pride myself with more than anything. And it's evident in the matches that people can watch and see, whether it's on YouTube or video or the WWE Network. But as far as the greatest, there's a lot of great guys in professional wrestling and gals. And so that was nice of him, but I hope to hit the lottery so that I can pay him for his compliment. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what, sir. Uh, fan of yours for as long as I've been into wrestling. And, uh, you know, your payment is being able to talk to you right now. Nice. And uh, that... The other, the other way you can pay me is that you uh, consider me a friend. Yep, that sounds good to me, brother. Paid in full, then. Thank you for the compliment. Awesome. So, uh, well, uh, Bobby, uh, now that uh, we've uh, went ahead and uh, introduced you, uh, what we'd yep. like to do is uh, uh, have our uh, guests uh, give a little background about themselves and we ask them some questions. So if uh, – right. If you want to give us a little background about yourself, then we'll ask you the question. About my wrestling? Yeah. Well, I started at the age of 16. I had my first match. And prior to that, I had started setting the rings up for uh, a guy who had worked for Al Half, but his name was Hank Best out of Chillicothe, Ohio. And uh, and uh, then, like I said, I broke into wrestling when I was 16. And while I would be in high school, on weekends while everybody else was partying, I was going and doing wrestling shows. Eventually, during the night of my graduation ceremony, instead of going to my ceremony, I went to Allentown and Hamburg television tapings for the then WWWF. And uh, I've, I've had a chance to live a dream, got a chance to, to wrestle in so many places and, and, and have a very lengthy career. That and got a chance to face some of the greatest and meet some of the greatest that ever put on a pair of trunks and tights, whether it was uh, Bruno San Martino, the late great Bruno San Martino, Ivan Koloff, and I mean, just so many different wrestlers. Uh, Jerry the King Lawler, Superstar Bill Dundee, got a chance, Tommy and I, uh, as the Fantastics, got a chance to wrestle. Some great teams, the Midnight Express with Jim Cornette, different versions of that, of course, and some other great teams. As a matter of fact, uh, Sting, before he became Sting and the Ultimate Warrior, we had their first matches in Tennessee. So I've, uh, and, and Rick Rude paid me a compliment when I was in Japan one time. He said, Bobby, actually, you're the reason why I do the stuff that I do with the robe and this and that and everything. He said, You gave me that idea. And I thought that was awful nice of him to say that. But I gave him that ideal in Kentucky when he came in to wrestle for Jarrett to keep from getting killed in the ring. I was trying to think of any way I could keep him from getting his hands on me, beating me half to death. <laughs> now, but, uh, uh, you, um, you, uh, uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Sting and uh, the Ultimate Warrior. Now, you wrestled them when they were the Road Warriors, correct? When they were the 
Blade Runners, brother. No, I mean the, the, the Road. I'm sorry, the Blade Runners. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. When they were wearing the black lipstick and the black uh, eye stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They came. They came to Memphis from California, and they were called the Freedom Fighters. And then they switched to being the Blade Runners, I think. Uh, then or or when they went to Louisiana, anyway, that was their next stop. And then Jim, of course, the Ultimate Warrior, went from Louisiana and left, and went to World Class and stayed there until he went to Vince McMahon. As a matter of fact, uh, we had Tommy and I had went to Louisiana and Sting was wrestling with the late great Eddie Gilbert, and we had some great tag team matches with him. And when we left there, we went to World Class, and and Ultimate Warrior was Dingo Warrior. And I'll never forget, he said, guys, I got a chance to go to New York. And he talked to us about it and this and that. Jim, Ultimate Warrior was a nice guy, a really nice guy, and uh, and as well as Sting. And, uh, but uh, the Ultimate Warrior went up there, and both of them excelled in their chosen profession. I couldn't be happier that I was a small part of their career early on. Well, you know the thing. You know the thing about the Ultimate Warrior when he passed and when we lost him. Uh, you know, uh, you know, I, you, you're one of my favorites. But I'll tell you what, I looked up to a few wrestlers when I was a kid. I looked up mm-hmm. to you. I looked up to the Ultimate Warrior, and mm-hmm. I looked up to uh, uh, Hacksaw Jim Duggan when I was a kid. Right, another and, great. Uh, yeah. And I, I myself, in my look, when I do stuff, I model myself after Scott Hall, you know, with my hair right. and everything. But, right, uh, That's right. another story. But, you know, uh, we, uh, I don't know if you knew this or not, but uh, I believe you related to one of the guests that we had on our show about six months ago, uh, a guy by the name of uh, Dylan Hines. I, I think you might yeah, know him. Yeah, my son. My son, yes. Yeah, he's, uh, he's big in the wrestling business now, isn't he? Yeah, he does all kinds of stuff. Dylan, Dylan's right now in law school, and he is a he is a he's a very smart young man. And uh, you know, people ask him how long they've been in the wrestling business. They've been around it their whole life. So, yeah, he's he wrestles. He books talent. He has a booking agency. <laughs> I'm la- I'm laughing because it's amazing all the stuff. He's 19 years old. He loves the wrestling business. He uh, he uh, he's just doing unbelievably well, and I'm so proud of him. And he's doing really really good in law school, and I am I'm so proud of him uh, as far as that, you know. Uh, or, or and both my sons, Jaron, my son Jaron's in high school, and he's playing high school football, and then uh, and then he's going to play basketball. That's his passion, and it's his senior year, but. Uh, Dylan's a character, and uh, he, he he works real hard in the wrestling business. If it if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't keep going. And I say that out of truth, you know, uh, uh, and everything. I didn't mean well, to battle along. You know, they say, and this is true for me too. They say that uh, uh, a man's value, a man's worth ethic, comes from his father. And uh, like uh-huh. Dylan has for you, my dad, uh, the same way. He he, he right. taught me to stand up for myself. He taught me to always be competitive. He taught me to be a winner, just like you did with your son. And, uh, you know, uh, 
and we are only showing in our craft because we have the greatest fathers in the world. That's awful nice of you. Thank you so much. Thank now, you so much for the company. As, uh, as, uh, you've, uh, let's see, you retired. Uh, uh, May the 26th. May the 26th, Memorial Day weekend. Now, uh, do you, uh, uh, do you, uh, so have you just retired from in-ring competition or are you retired from like making appearances or will you still go to No, I'm still making appearances and I have a wrestling ring. I just took it to a show Saturday night and, uh, I'm still involved in professional wrestling and we have, uh, events coming up and stuff. I'm not, I'm not, I'm, um. Uh, I'm uh, I'm still involved with professional wrestling to a certain extent. Well, what is your next show? Tell us about it. Uh, do what now? Yeah, uh, what is your next show? Tell us about it. You can promote it right here. Well, our next our, our next event we have we have a company in Ohio called World Classic Professional Big Time Wrestling, and we've got I'm going to be in Jackson, Ohio, at uh, Memorial Auditorium. It's a historic Memorial Auditorium. We've been invited to a town by the uh, area area festivals and events committee. And I've, we've got Ronnie Garvin going to be there doing a meet and greet. We have a lot of events where we bring in the older guys. Our fans are what you would call old school wrestling fans, and our shows have the old school feel. And I was just talking to Dylan tonight that I seen people at the event where I rented my ring, and they said, you guys are something different about your shows. We just don't understand it. We run them in a timely manner. We're not there all night long. You know, uh, people today, they'll watch Raw and they figure, well, Raw is, uh, Raw, is, uh, Raw is three hours, so our shows have to be three hours. Live wrestling shows shouldn't be three hours. They right. should not be three hours. They should be an hour and a half or two hours. Anything over that, you don't even watch movies, you know, that... that uh, that uh, last that long, not unless they're epic, whatever you call them, you know. Like Titanic or something. Yeah, like Titanic, Gone with the Wind or something like that. Right. Yeah, because, you know, the thing is, uh, I myself, and I, I believe that Granny Holster feels the same way I do, uh, you know, we love we love wrestling, but I'm more of a fan, though, of yeah. old school wrestling. Uh, yeah. Right now, my, this is my opinion, and I'll let you uh, I'll let you give your opinion on it too. Wrestling nowadays is insulting people's intelligence. Well, here's what you got, brother. When Vince McMahon and everybody else, and 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 you got to you got to respect Vince McMahon for his successes. But it's just like I told my son. Well, he's he's ruined it for everybody else, and he, he he's excelling. And what I'm getting ready to say is, how many people would go to a magician and watch the magic show when you know how they do everything under the sun, right? And you know the you know the tricks, and you know where he's got the rabbit over there, and you know where he's hiding this and hiding that. Events just in them and the, all this internet stuff, it harms it. It harms the wrestling for that simple fact that, look, one of the biggest letdowns at Christmas for a kid is when they're told finally there's no such thing as Santa Claus. 
after they've been told that forever how many years. Don't take the magic away from it. And I think that's one of the biggest things. You see, I was in world-class wrestling when Eddie Mansfield, uh, was it Eddie Mansfield? Yeah, uh, yeah, went on 2020 and did everything. But the people blew it off. Our business didn't suffer any. But it suffered when the head man tells you everything, this and that and whatever. And I just think this, that people, people want to believe. But when it's shoved down your throat that it's not on the up and up, this and that, and they do all kinds of this. Plus the wrestlers today, and I, they call themselves workers, and that just makes me sick to my stomach. I didn't get in wrestling to be a worker. I got into wrestling to be a professional wrestler. Well, I'm just a worker. You know, I mean, there's just a lack of respect of the business, and the reason why on, on the independent scene is everybody can get in for $20 a lesson. And there's so many people that's in it that should still be sitting ringside that were the fans. And now they're in it, and you're just sitting in the dressing room. I mean, I could go on and on and on about it with my thoughts totally. I think I think the wrestling business would do itself a favor, a service, if they'd shut them all down and quit allowing people in them. I mean, because there's wrestling in every town in every city. Look here. I just told somebody this the other night. Okay, tonight was Monday Night Raw, right? Right. So throughout the country, wherever Vince was, it depends on if he showed the whole crowd or whatever the crowd was, if it was 10,000 people, right? For example. Right. But right. then the people watch it all over the country. But imagine in the 70s and the 80s, on a Monday night in the United States, in states, there were shows everywhere drawing Memphis Midtown Coliseum, anywhere from five to 10,000 people. I mean, in, there was towns and cities like that all over the country. So actually, actually, I think wrestling was much better off then, but it wasn't for Vince McMahon, mind you. You understand. I do. Plus, I do. He, gets, he, plus he gets all the money from the uh, – from the uh, TV station, TV companies and stuff, paying them billions, I think, that Fox is giving them now and this and that. I'm going to get on a soapbox here real quick and just <laughs> say, that's why I was so mad about two or three years ago when I went to Walmart and seen a DVD with me in it, and I didn't get one royalty. And I just think that oh, wow. the wrestlers are being ripped off the royalties. And to go on about it, then, then this ambulance chasing a lawyer named William Constantine Kairos heard me do an interview on a podcast about three or four years ago about that. And then he contacted me and started talking. And then he decided to switch his thing and instead of try to get royalties for wrestlers, and it would have been for referees and announcers and everybody, he decided to chase this thing over CTEs, which, yes, is true. And as we were talking and what I've, what's been happening about about five, or, about five years ago, I, I, I was blinded in my right eye. But prior to that, I had all kinds of pains in my head that felt like someone had a red-hot poker stabbing me in my brain. Now today, and I'm blind in my right eye because the doctor cauterized my blood vessels, and that was on him that he did that. 
and caused me a lot of trouble. I'm telling you, I was in serious pain. But now tonight, and if you heard me say, well, I go, oh, God, because I'm having those pains again in my head, it's not a headache. It's stabbing, shooting, hit pain. Now, here I am, 57. I'll be 58 in October, and I've taken beatings with chairs. We never put our hands up because it was for the sake of the business. For the sake of the business, put your hands down and take it like a man. And you can see videos of Bobby Eaton taking my head off numerous times, not just him, but so many others, that now, now I'm paying the freaking price for it. But that's that's that that's the way it goes. And I'm not crying. I'm not bitter. I'm just saying, man, the pain in my head right now is bothering bother me, and it went away, and I thank God for it. Because a while ago when you was talking, I was going, oh, Lord, just get this to stop. But it's happened earlier today, and it started again tonight. And I don't know if you know like a red-hot poker piece of metal is like digging in your brain, just stabbing you, stabbing you. That's tough pain. But... That's the wear and tear of the wrestling business. I told my son Dylan, these guys on the WWE right now taking these moves and slams on the aprons, they're not going to be walking when they're my age. None of them. None of them. I told the Hardy Boys years ago when they wrestled for me, when they started out in North Carolina and they wrestled for me on shows, I said, guys, you only got so many bumps in you. It's different for everybody. Sometimes there's more and sometimes there's less. But then I'd seen one of them take a slam out on the apron of the ring in a match, and I thought, you know what? How many people's going to remember him doing that an hour from now? Nobody. And that's the hardest part of the ring. And, but guess who's going to remember it a, a month from now or perhaps now? He is. Mm-hmm. So why exactly. do it? Why do it? And then your boss, and then your boss tells everybody wrestling's fake, and then two guys beat each other half to death with a belt, beat welts and holes in them, and cuts. And people said, "Was well, this a flesh root wound?" Well, my goodness, your boss has told everybody that wrestling's fake, and you take a beating like that, man. It's craziness. You're trying to prove that it's real now. They just figure it's fake anyway. It's just a flesh wound. It doesn't matter. See, it's all messed up and mixed up. And I hate to go on, but it's the truth. Well, no, it, it's okay. See, here's the thing. Uh, you know, we can consider, we can call you what, you know, you're, you're the old school wrestling. You tell it yeah. like it is and like it should be. Not That's right. the way, not the way, and you tell us how it was. Not not the stuff that you're doing now. I mean, here's the deal. I we still love it, you know. We still watch it, but it's not what it used to be, you know. Can here's I tell you? Go ahead. Okay, you know, you know. I I know you're in the wrestling business. You're you're familiar with the word, the term kayfabe. Okay. Yeah. You see these guys <laughs> yeah. in the. Now, they, they're beating each other up in the ring. Then two days later, they're on a show, a reality show, and they're all friends. You didn't have well, that. We had somebody on the line. Huh? It's probably Jordan. It's probably Jordan. It's Jordan or toilet guy. You well, better whatever. believe it. It is Jordan 
Jay Garver. I am back. I, it's a oh, long time no here, guys. I missed you guys. It's only I mean, been Jordan, two hours. Jordan, I love you. I, I, I love you, but I really, I really, I really thought it was toilet guy. I, I wanted to see Icon's okay. reaction, but all right, it's Jordan. You guys, you guys, you guys let's no toilet guy. Uh, uh, George, you have a question for Bobby Fulton? Oh wow! So I called in at the same time. A legend of this great business is on the line. Am I, is Bobby Fulton on the show like right now? Yes, he is. Yes, I hear you right now. Wow, Bobby Fulton, sir. You know, I've been a respect a lot of your work. I've been watching a lot of stuff from the '80s to work on my refereeing and you know learning the art of working in front of a crowd. So I guess my question for you uh, is from someone that knows it best. Uh, has the art changed of working in front of a crowd from the 80s era to professional wrestling now? Or is that in a good way well, or a bad way? Well, I'll just tell you this. There's no connection from the re- – there's, there's no – I'm going to try to figure out how to say this. You see – it's hard for me to explain it. I, I guess explain it like this. There's no passion. There's no passion. We what, what, Look here. If the majority of the people aren't talking about the wrestling today, how are they going to talk about it 30 years from now? Because there's no passion in it at all, the connection. You see, we had the passion and the connection we were the we were we were the area. It's just like the it's just like the baseball team. We were the teams and the territories and the things, and we were there wrestling. But there's no real yes, they like it, but there's no real passion for it. I mean, the last passion the WWF had was Stone Cold and The Rock. When you've seen everybody mm-hmm. wearing a Stone Cold shirt walking down the street in any town USA. That was red hot, but Vince doesn't want that anymore. He wants WWE coming to town, Ringling Brothers coming to town. He wants that. About refereeing, brother, I'm going to give you some advice. You ready? Yes, sir. Ready? You better believe it. Yes, sir. You go in that ring and you referee like it's real. I'm going to tell you this. I've, I've seen so many referees that are horrible. And I ask them, don't you, have you ever watched wrestling on television? I watch it every... Yes, sir, I do. Every week. I said, I, yeah, but listen to me. I watch, them, I watch these guys referee, and brother, they, could, they, could, they couldn't referee anything. They don't do a good job. I mean, it's just horrible. I'm not talking about you, but I'm talking about the ones I've seen, most of them. But I don't understand why if you can't, if you watch it, how you can't go out there, how people can't go out there and referee a match. What they're doing is, instead of refereeing, they're still a mark and a fan, and they're standing and they're watching the two guys in the ring, and they get caught up with watching it. And they're no longer refereeing. They're just standing over there in the corner watching the match. I, yeah. I special refereed Saturday night Mr. Hughes and Rob Conway. And I was involved in it from the get-go. What I'm saying is, be just like it's the real deal, brother. Take charge in that ring and be the lawman of the match. Don't just stand over there in a corner. And, I mean, don't get in the guy's ways either, but 
Get in there and get involved. Make the people, make the people. I, I, and I'll tell you another thing that, Co- that Cody Rhodes said the other day about a baby facing a heel. His daddy's turning over in his grave him saying that. The wrestling business is all about baby faces and heels, and that's part of the reason why the WWE, if they would have baby faces and heels, it would be so much better. But they want to keep everybody a shade of gray. And that's not right what Cody Rhodes said. And he's going to be another one's not not going to be walking when he gets older. I've seen the stuff he's doing. I like the New Japan wrestling and, and the stuff they do, but, man, they're not going to be, he's not going to be walking. And that's just it. And, you know, Jordan, the, the, point, the point that he brought up, too, is, is it resonates with me. I, I think maybe I'm dating myself here, but when it comes to, you know, referees getting involved, the one thing that comes to my mind is in the, I believe it was the year 2000, um, back when the, uh, when, when Triple H, you know, after Austin had left, The Rock was doing his thing, but Austin was pretty much gone. And, and Triple H and, and the, the Grant Helmsley regime ran the show and the whole Earl Hebner situation when, you know, he attacked Earl Hebner. And, you know, it seemed like every week Earl Hebner was in the match somehow. Uh, from a controversial you standpoint, wanna, whether you he was wanna, getting hit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't mean to cut y'all, but listen to me. Well, you want to be a real good referee? You Indeed, I do. I want to get referee? better and better each time. You go watch Tommy Young's referee. Tommy Young, okay. Okay. You watch him. If you can emulate him, then you can be a good referee. It's important to be in, be involved. But it's almost like it's almost like the wrestlers. You're not in the way when they're doing stuff. You understand what I'm saying? You watch Tommy Young. He was a great referee. Tommy Young was a great referee. Carl I'm Fergie write that down. was a great referee for UWF. Carl Fergie for the UWF. Um, Ricky Morton's dad was a great referee in Memphis. You watch the great referees. Absolutely. I will do as much studying as I can. You know, I have a lot of passion for the industry, and it's always – I never stop yeah. learning. So it's always good to just keep learning and getting better and uh, just learning along the way. Brother, I never quit le- – I, I learn. I still learn today, and I started wrestling in 1977. I'm still learning. But what I'm saying is you want to be good at refereeing, you watch Tommy Young. You watch people like him. And I understand – and Earl Hebner did great. I understand what you're saying, but I didn't mean as far as getting beat up by the wrestlers. I meant be a part of the match, but don't take away from it. You got to be in there counting. You got to be in there causing, making them to break. You got to be the law. If there's no I'm law, the authority in, the ring, in there. Authority. There, there you go. If there's no law in the ring, it just doesn't make any whatever, you know. But that's what, and I wish you nothing but great things. Wish you nothing but great things. Well, thank you so much, sir. It was a pleasure to have you answer my question and uh, just to, you know, be on the same podcast as you. For someone who's wrestled many yeah. years of experience as a veteran of this great business, uh, thank you very much, Bobby. Thank you. thank you so much. I wish you well. Watch Tommy Young, re- referee. He did, he, he's great. Now, and, and there's other great ones, but Tommy Young just sticks out, uh, you know, uh, to me as a guy that you'd want to watch a lot of the – Matches. Just watch him referee. Watch his manner, mannerisms and everything. 
We'll do. All right. Well, I'll tell you, uh, Bobby, we got uh, we got a few minutes here left with you. I had uh, uh, we're going to have you do that little promo for us before we uh, run out of time here. I had uh, texted uh-huh. it to you, uh, and then we'll have you do that real quick. Hold it, hold it, hold it. Were you texted it to me? Yeah. When did you do that? Just a little bit ago. I haven't even seen it. My phone, my my text. Uh, well, I did. Okay, okay, okay. I'm seeing it now. Yeah. Okay. I got you, brother. All right, so I'll count you down from five, and then we'll have you say that. Then we'll uh, finish up the interview, and uh, uh, we'll go from there. Ready? Five, four, two, one. Hey, this is Bobby Fulton of the Tag Team, the Fantastics. You're listening to the Attitude Era Live with host the icon, the big swing, and the Grammy Hawkster. Cool, Bobby. And uh, That's awesome. Yeah. And, uh, well, Bobby, I, really, I, I just, really, I, I just want to say something really quick, Icon, because, Bobby, I am friends with you on Facebook as well as friends with Dylan, and mm-hmm. I tell you, I, my real name mm-hmm. is Lori Burt, but uh, Granny Hulkster is just a gimmick name because I've been a wrestling cool, fan cool, for years, cool. I've watched you wrestle for years, <laughs> and Dylan's always inviting me to his events, and I just wish I was closer, because I'm in Arkansas, and I just wish I was I closer, I could come and meet you all in person sure. because I tell you I I, yeah. I, I love wrestling and I mean I, I the heels oh oh I tell you the heels I mean we had an we had a federation called Traditional Championship Wrestling that ran out of Arkansas for several years they used to do TV mm-hmm. tapings and they still show the old reruns down in Little Rock I have met the best um the Rock and Roll Express I'm friends with Bobby Eaton right. I'm friends with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. The last right. show that TCW did, Tommy Dreamer was there, part of an eight-man elimination tag team match, and I was getting ready to have a knee replacement surgery, and Tommy Dreamer grabbed my cane out of my hand during the match <laughs> and used my cane on Matt Revere. I mean, I've had dinner with Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Tommy Dreamer, and, and they're like, right. oh, my God, he's got Granny Hulkster's cane. And Brian Thompson's like, <laughs> Granny, what do you think you're doing? This isn't fans bring your own weapons match. And I tell you, I mean, mm-hmm. they made sure that Granny was always front row because I, I love to interact with these guys. And I'm sure that sure. – and, and I'm sure you know James Beard. I'm sure you know James Beard. Yeah. He's a really good referee. Yeah. Well, I personally he's another referee yep. I should have mentioned to yeah to uh, that Jordan Jordan yeah. But I mean, because I I I I'm personal friends with with James Beard and Tim Storm yep. and a lot of those guys. And I'm sure you know right. Matt Riviera, you know, and everything. Yes, but really yeah, so. Granny yep. Granny. I mean, I love I I love being involved and I love hollering at the bad guys and I mean. I sure. do what Granny does best. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. But I, I'm just, I, I'm just proud to call. I'm just proud to call you and Dylan my friends because I'm back yep, from the old school friend. wrestling. I've been fan for years. Sure. I'm 56 years old and I love wrestling. I, I love it. You. My fam, well, my son and my husband come. love it. Well, I wish you're I would love to come sometime. I I don't know when, but you know, but I would. But Dylan's always sending me invites, and I always appreciate right. the invites that he always sends me. So, right. Yep. Well, I'm thankful to have been a part of your your uh, your uh, podcast tonight, and I'm uh, 
like I said, uh, uh, I'm tickled to death. I love the wrestling business just like you all. And uh, I'm not mad at Vince McMahon. I told you he's really doing well with everything. I just wish it was a little bit different. But that's the way it goes. It's not. You know what I mean. Yeah. But yeah. And then, Bobby, real quick here, I don't know, I don't know if you can yeah. do this or not, but uh, you know, we got a big, uh, we got a big show coming up in December where we're going to have giveaways for our, uh, our listeners. Uh, 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 you know, I'll pay you postage if I have to, or whatnot. But do you think you might be able to send us some autographs for giveaways for our December show? I could, I might be able to send a few of them. I got to talk with my, my booking agent, Dylan Hines. He's the one I have to <laughs> okay stuff for. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. Uh, let Dylan know that I want to get him back on our show as well. It's uh, it's, okay. been, it's been several months, you know, and uh, right. you know, uh, you know, he was telling us about how you know his legendary father, and uh, I said, uh, you know, what do we got to do to get uh, your dad on? And he said, well, you know, he's got to he's got to clear it through me. And it's like, oh, okay, all right, well, yeah, he's true <laughs> too. It's true too. You, you you know you're in the big time when you tell your dad what to do. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, Icon, Icon, we need to we need to set up a time where we can get Dylan and Bobby on a special show together sometime. That would be totally awesome. Uh huh. That would be. Yep. I appreciate y'all. I wish you nothing but great things and God bless you all. God, God bless and you, Bobby. Uh, and then Bobby, what I'll do is I'll. Uh, uh, if you if you can send us, I'll uh, I'll text you the address where to send them. Whatever you can send us, we'd appreciate. Mm-hmm. And uh, we would, uh, yeah, let uh, Dylan know that we'd like to have him back on with us as well. And I want to say one thing here before we let you go. Uh, you have been awesome. You are a legend. You are my hero. I know I've said that to many uh, wrestlers before, but you know I remember you watching you as a kid, and uh, you. Uh, it's just been an honor to be able to finally talk to you in person because you, you are you are a living legend and you are you are and will always be one of the best ring technicians that there ever was. That's Thank right. Thank you sir, so much. God bless you all. You all Thank have a God bless you, Bobby. Time. Have a great night. God bless. Have a good night. Bobby Fulton, yes. Thank you. Is uh, Jordan still on? Yes, indeed, I am. Hey, uh, Jordan, real quick, uh, do you know who Conrad Thompson is? Conrad Thompson, that name rings a bell. Um, is that is that a he referee? Does, uh, rings a no, bell. No, he, no, no, he does all these wrestling podcasts with Brother Love and with Eric Bischoff and whatnot. Okay, yeah, now it's ringing a bell more, uh, vaguely, but well, uh, a Conrad Thompson name, it does uh, stick up in my head a little bit, yeah. Well, if you if you want to look uh, look up his podcast, Something to Wrestle With and uh, 83 Weeks uh, are his two current podcasts. The thing is, he can't, he's always doing his podcast on Monday night, so he can't ever join us, but uh, I can get him as a guest on your Sunday show uh, as long as I'm part of the deal. Oh, absolutely. If you want to get him as a guest on our Sunday show, you know, that's someone that's working with, you know, Bruce Pritchard. You know, that's one of the biggest minds in wrestling. And to have someone that works side to side with uh, one of the greatest minds in pro wrestling and uh, just when it comes to talent relations, everything, and just improving and getting better, not just as a referee and an overall worker, but as a podcaster, 
it's it's you huge. Know, so absolutely, you're yeah, in for next Sunday, yeah, and yeah, you guys are more than welcome to join too. Uh, yeah, he's currently doing 83 shows with uh, Eric Bischoff, which is really cool. Oh wow, that's crazy. Well, make it 84. We'll get him on. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah, uh, Icon. I do have Jordan. Monday Night Football wrap up, so they are kicking me out of here. But uh, Jordan, it was nice to see you, or actually hear you again, rather not see. Um, and uh, again, welcome to jump on at any point. Big, big, big show next week. Uh, a lot of big things on the horizon. Uh, but once again, stay tuned. Monday Night Football coverage coming up right after this. The Steelers thirty, the Bucks twenty-seven. Uh, as a little spoiler, if you didn't see the game. And uh, we will see you next week. Once again, I'm getting the thumbs down over here. So Jordan Garber, Icon, and Granny Hoaxer, this is Big Swing. I'll see you next week. See ya! Dead man walking. You've done it now.